Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, this is Stuart Wright of Britflix.com. Um, this podcast is a preview of Fright Fest with Alan Jones, one of the organisers of the festival. It was recorded at the venue for the festival, the Empire Cinema, Leicester Square, in the foyer, which for the large part was perfectly quiet. Um, but there is occasional background noise that uh, may interfere with your listening slightly, but please bear with it. It's um, it's only occasionally. Um, I think there's one point where the hand dryer for the toilet blows into <laughs> into earshot as the doors seem to be left open for a, for an age. But apart from that, it's a really really good interview with Alan Jones as he previews the 14th Fright Fest. Please enjoy. Right, welcome to another Britflix podcast. I'm talking today to Alan Jones, one of the uh, one of four. Organisers of the Fright Fest, Horror Film Festival. Hello, Alan. Hello. And uh, we're, t- we're going to be previewing the festival. Very good. Today, if that's okay with you. Fine. Um, should we just talk a bit about what, you, what the general setup first? So you've, you've got three screens again. Four, actually. We've got um, the big one, and we've got the two, three, and four, and we've also got uh, screen two, because this year... When, uh, if anything proves really popular yeah. and people um, are clamouring for tickets and they can't get in because it's sold out, yeah. we will actually put that film on again the next day in one of three slots that we have put aside. Okay. Um, I thought that was pretty much general. No, I got, I got, sent, I got you sent, don't know that. I got sent three screens as, uh, ah, as well. Then perhaps, perhaps we're not saying as four because it's just like a mop-up situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's good. But that's though. what we're going to do. So that's the so. Thing. There's three programs and there's a screen yeah, you, yeah, can, yeah. you can mop that up. we can just sort of say, okay. well, the dead two sold out, so let's put on another screening and see how that goes. We, we've never been able to do that before. Um, if you were around a couple of years ago when we had rabies, we had to keep putting rabies. Yeah, no, I, I got to see, I think, the third vert. Yeah, that's what I mean. So we can't, <laughs> I mean, if there's something that important, we have to make sure we, we, it gets on again. We can't just say no more screening. So that's why we've done contingency plans is what it is. So let's see how, let's hope it works. And evidence of, of an evolving festival, really, because you're yeah. 14 years in and I guess yeah. your, cu- and your customers are pretty loyal. Yeah, they are. They are. And, uh, and but this is, hopefully, you know, like if something... 
does sort of take off, for example, like Dark Touch, which seems to be getting great early reviews for us. And um, you know the general public is reading Twitters about it and everything like that. Mm. Then it's uh, that's what we can do. I mean, it's not really for the diehard fan here. Yeah. It's for the people who think, oh, hang on a minute, that sounds quite good. I should pop along and see it. Okay, okay. So um, I, I, I think I think it's something. Is it fifty-two films altogether? More or less, I think. Yeah. And with every, with even with programmed repeat schedules you've got so far. You're essentially doing 70, well, 70 plus hours. Yes, yes, yes. So you could be hitting 80 by the well, yeah, over four I mean, and a half, over four days in one night. No, no, incredible, isn't it? <laughs> so the red will be flowing then, I think. Yes. And the, and the espressos. Yes, I think so. So I was looking through, before we get on to the British films that are on there, I just want to just generally talk about what, what, what you've got going on there. I, and I, I looked at the different nationalities just sort of, because it's, um, as always, it's, it's a definite sort of smorgasbord of what is yeah. happening in contemporary horror mm-hmm. in 2013 is what you'll see at Frightfest. And you've got, um, I don't think you've had an Argentinian film before, have yes, you? Yes, we have. Have we? Yes. Um, now you've said that, I'm desperately trying to think what it is. Um, but we have. Seriously. But, but, oh yes, Bogliano, is that true? Adrian Bogliano's oh, movie. Sorry. You know. But Chile is a repeat from... Like, Chile made its debut last year, if I remember right. Oh, Hidden in the Woods. Hidden in the Woods. Yes. And now you've got... Bring Me the Head of Machine Gun yeah. Woman. Yes. Well, that was, that's mainly because it proved really popular in Glasgow. And it, based on our showing in Glasgow in February, yeah. it got a UK distributor, and the distributor said, well, could we show it again? And we didn't have a problem with that, because it's actually really good fun. So we said okay. yes. Is that a common pattern? I mean, I, I've seen talks about how festivals can help with film distribution mm. and stuff. Is that, you, is, is, is a, from that fact, it's a good, when good we test anna- bed? When we announce our programme, I literally spend the next two hours fielding calls from distributors going, what's this one like? What's that one like? You've seen that one. Is it good? Should we go and pick it up? Should we do this? So they do use us as a sounding board. And if we're going to show it, it means there's something a bit something more in the film that, than, than usual. Mm. And sometimes when we're in Cannes, we can see a film and uh, the distributor who's bought it or is thinking of buying it will say, well, would you show this? And I'd be mm. very honest with them. And we had a film uh, called Nothing Left to Fear, the, the, the movie that was is, uh, produced by Slash, Bloods and Roses. Okay. I thought it was great. And I, I said that if, you, if this particular distributor bought it, we would show it. Um, they didn't. We still wanted to show it, but there was a problem. So things like that happen, but usually can impact on that. So I'm, I'm more than happy to help sell these films. Really, it really does. I mean, we pick a film like Dementomania, which no one's ever heard of, yeah, yeah, and no. suddenly a million sort of distributors come to me and festivals and go, "What's this? What's this? Quick, let's see it." So it works. I think that's a good well, idea. That, that, that'd be a good example to take. So if it's where a film that nobody's ever heard of, as it were, mm. so the film industry is always sort of looking for. Mm. How, how, we, how are you finding these things then, in amongst what is... Because we have, a, we have a very narrow focus. If you go to something like Cam and you're a film buyer, you have to see everything. Hmm. Our focus is just one particular strand of genre, and so therefore they will actually filter it through us anyway. We get sent everything. Hmm. Um, in this case, with Dementomania, hmm. the, uh, the, the, the girl who's the unit publicist on it is a very, very old friend of mine, and she was working on it, and she said you know, you should really take a look at this. So I don't usually would give you any advice, but this is something you should take a look at. And when they had the very first screening, we took a look at it and we loved it. So we thought, this is the way, we mm. definitely want it. And if we can help the guys get it, and then of course the moment we announced that, 
was such a festival got on to me and said, is it good? And I went, yeah. And so they programmed it. Mm. So it's this sort of like, uh, you know, layered affair, really, that goes on. So, I mean, if I, was, um, if I was making a movie today, I would be pitching it at my local festival to get it shown first. And that starts the groundswell mm. of interest. Yeah, I've had this conversation just about generally about pop-up cinemas that are happening all over the show. Lots of independent filmmakers have said, if there's 20 pop-up cinemas up and down the country... Mm. I could get that would work for my film, you know. When you're working in low budget, obviously this would never work for Warner Brothers. Mm. No, 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 not at all. But that's the thing. I mean, we're now in an age where it's not impossible to get any film you want made because of the technology is now so cheap. But it is almost impossible to get that film shown. Yeah. And it's things like us, our festivals like us, mm. that actually will, you can do that with. And that's what I see as us serving that function for. Yeah. I mean, yeah, okay, we're here to show the big sort of like, you know, razzle dazzle movies, the ones everyone wants to see, like, you know, like Big Bad Wolves and those sort of things, yeah. around what we are. But we're here mainly, I think, as a conduit between the fans and what we think they will really like that they don't know about. Mm. And that's where I think we help um, independent producers. I think as a fan, that's always a thing. There's always mm. stuff, there's, there's a lot of stuff that well, you, yeah, absolutely. you don't know, because we don't have that kind of viewpoint yeah, yeah. of what's gone in the yeah. market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how, I mean, how do you go, so with, is, is it, I presume Greg doesn't get involved with the film selection, or does he? No, not really. So it's, it's just me and Paul, to be honest. You and Paul. Um, Ian sometimes says, I want to show this. Mm. That we take a look at it and go, over our dead body, it's bloody awful. Or, my God, he's actually picked a decent one for a change. Um, so, you know, um, you know, we understand, I mean, Paul knows the, uh, the fans from working in, the cinema store, he knows of the grassroots. I know the fans because I've written about this stuff for 40 mm. years, so I know yeah. what's going on. And so, between us, I think we actually get it right. Um, sometimes we do sort of like, uh, you know, he'll, I'll, I'll go to a film in Cannes, for example, and he'll, I'll say, This is really good, you must go. And he'll go and he'll go, Great, let's do it. Or he'll get a centre film and he'll say, This is the one that you should really take a look at. I look at that and I go, Yeah, sure. So that's how it works, you know. So it's quite, it's quite a relaxed sort of a, 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 a sort of process. I, I, perhaps I'm making it sound more than, <laughs> more than it actually is. It can be a bit frantic. Okay. It's because, as you rightfully said, we had to find 51 movies this yeah. year. You know, we were sort of like taking it quite easy going along for like the first couple of months of this year. Because, you know, things were coming along. Yeah, we've got this, we've got that. And suddenly we thought, hang on a minute. You know, we are a bit sort of light on a few. So we went through this massive sort of two weeks of just watching everything because we suddenly panicked. We didn't have to in the end. Mm. We never have to, really. But suddenly there comes a point where you go, ooh, we better get a bit serious rather than going, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, so it's, it's quite good. So how... I, how do you think over over the fourteen years the genre has evolved? Has it changed? Has it changed much in the last fourteen years? Oh yeah, it, well, it? it's always changing. That's why I love the genre so much. I mean, ever since I started this game, it's been it evolves on a yearly basis. I mean, you know, sometimes some subjects in, others aren't. I mean, you get you get that in Frankfurt, I think. I mean, last year we we did sort of get taken to task a lot because there seemed to be a lot of sort of like rape revenge movies. Yeah. Like. No, that's not our fault. That's the, the, the state of the market mm. this year. That We've got one, so it's gone completely the other way, and we're now seeing a lot more uh, new different stories and subjects. So I think it's really quite good from that point of view. And I think, I mean, I never second-guess anything these days. You know, a film like The Country opens at number one in America. Suddenly, it's like, oh, we've got to do another sort of supernatural thing set in the dark house. You know, oh, Captain in the Woods is a big hit. Quick, do something like that. Yeah. So it's that, you know. Then they're all trying to think of, like, you know, we had one film submitted to us called um, 
cabin of the dead, and I thought, well, there you go. <laughs> that, that, that about says everything that you need to say so about it. She's got an abacus out on yeah, the yeah, tail, yeah. though, haven't they? Yeah. But that's fine. I mean, I mean, it, but um, it's always changing. That's why I've always loved being involved, because it's always exciting. There's always something new coming down the pike. It's not like any other genre I know. I mean, you know, it's just uh, there's always something interesting. Stories, you know, it's that. How, I mean, I, I've been... The, I don't know if this is a new phrase or not, but this this term elevated genre. Oh yeah, yeah. Is that is that it's been a, around for a while? Is it? Yeah, yeah. It's jargon speak, isn't it? Is that a marketing thing or yeah, is that? Is... Yeah, it is. I mean, it's just what you would hear when you're sort of like somebody's trying to pitch something out. You go, well, it's elevated genre. Yeah, you think, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, the foot. All industry jargon. I just love it. Yeah, but you don't take it any bit serious. Yeah, because I think I think it's something like let the right one in would be a great example where yeah. you know, elevated genre going. Mm. Oh, it's a horror film. Yes, exactly. <laughs> this is just a way of sort of, so they don't, they're scared to death still. It's still the genre that makes the most money for people. Yeah. But on a, on a, on a very low cost yeah. per ratio. When you think of all the films that are crashing and burning this year. So, I mean, you know, so, and yet they still sort of treat it as like this bastard child. Mm. Really, really, really bothers me. But to be honest with you, that's fine. I mean, I'm still involved 40 years later down the line. I'm still, mm. do, I'm still doing all this stuff. So that means that I'm right, they're wrong, they're never going to learn. Hollywood knows nothing, as is always the case. Do you, do you, can you still be scared watching films? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, otherwise I would, you know, you're always looking for that, aren't yeah. you? I tell everybody that Martyrs is still the last film that really got to me in that way. Yeah. I'm still waiting for that sort of, you know, yeah. free song and buzz again. There's always something, I mean, I thought... We are what we are this year that we have. There's some moments in that that I, just blew me away. I just thought it was so beautiful. And I just sort of, um, you know, so yes, of course, you know, it does. And, and just, just to carry on with the trend thought, there's no Asian films at all, is there? Do you know, it's not our strongest suit, I'll be really honest with you. I mean, um, I, we went through a big phase. You know, when there was a Takei Mission, um, Mikko Takashi films, mm. and there was a Hideo Nakata ones, yeah, sure, you know, The Rings, but show them. Um, I do not gravitate towards that particularly. There are a few in the market, Snowpiercer is the one that most people are talking about at the moment. And, you know, Paul and I had this long chat, and we thought, look, if there's nothing we like out there, don't let's put it on. I'm not going to ring up my friend Mark Wanker, who's like, very big on the Asian side and I usually ring up and go okay name three films that you think are good and give us one of them um, I don't want to do that mm. you know I just want to I want to show what I th- we feel is good and if there's not Asian movies in there this mm. time there isn't any and okay I'm at fault for that sorry yeah. but I, I mean it, perhaps it is me yeah. but out, when we looked at everything there wasn't anything there that we thought we could we, we would want to show now I'm fascinated what you said earlier on about the big, the big films like Big Bad Wolves, mm. when obviously where we started the conversation about rabies being mm. a sort of hit with everybody wanting mm. to see it. I mean, that's some evolution for mm. is it the two crowns? Is it Aaron? Aaron Aaron, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's some, yeah. that's some essential. Well, thing. I mean, the joke is, and I've used it everywhere, and it's yeah. in the programs. But we did tell it, we did tell them to come back with something that we could show in the big screen, yeah. and they <laughs> did, and it's there. I mean, we did. I think we they. The, those two saw it as a really brave choice to make as our closing film. For us, it was a complete no-brainer because it's okay. clearly one of the best films of the year when you see it. Okay. And I mean, and we just said, well, "What do you mean?" We said, "Well, you know, it's an Israeli movie. It's subtitled. Um, we have had so much press 
in Israel on the, on the fact that we've chosen it as our closing night. You wouldn't believe it. I've never seen so many newspaper clippings about this. And we had no idea that we were making this major, major step forward for Israeli cinema. I just love the guys, and they've done a really good movie. That's what you have to say about it. No, no, well, I mean, it, 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 after I spoke to him when he showed Ravies, and, uh, you know, defended the guy on Facebook mm. and that, and so I've been following, mm. you know, chatting to him, saying hello and stuff, I'm hoping to get a preview, sort of a preview chat with him, mm-hmm. if I can, to get a Skype call. But, um, but yeah, no, it's because I. Everybody was talking about rabies when, when it showed, so it's kind of like... It's, it's I know, really, well. Well, this one delivers on what they promised. Okay. I thought it's absolutely astonishing, and I mean, to, to watch it on the screen, that, that big, because it's beautifully composed. Mm. I'm, I'm dying to know. I, I can just say... In fact, to me, the last three films we have, Odd Thomas, We Are What We Are, and Big Bad Wolves, mm. it's going to send people out on the biggest high they've ever had at a Fright Fest, because there are three... Possibly the best films of the year, as far as I'm concerned. So I'm really happy with it. Okay, that's a, mm. something to look forward well, to. Well, we programmed it particularly like that. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to the British films that yeah. we got showing. So there's, there's certainly t- two recognised brands in there. You've got the sequel to The Dead. Mm-hmm. Is there? A, did everybody survive well and good? <laughs> well, oh, they, the botulism the this time or anything? No, while they've shooting. done it very well. It really, it really does sort of tie in very well with the, the original. Does it? I mean, basically, I mean, they can do anything now, like the Dead Three, you know, Acapulco. I said, we've got to say, <laughs> go somewhere halfway decent next time, you know, rather than go through some dreadful sort of like dangerous journey like you've done on the last two. Well, they've beaten status quo, you know, status yeah. quo about to their sequel in India. <laughs> But no, so, yeah, I mean, it's bigger, it's better. I mean, I love the Four Brothers, I adore mm. them. Um, they are, you know, they are really constant filmmakers. This is on a massive scale. We saw the movie, we loved it. Mm. Um, and uh, there was, again, it's a British film. We wanted to open with a British film. Mm. Um, as you say, it's got a brand following now. Mm. Um, so, and that's the one that we've actually, I think, more or less sold out on, on paper already without even the single tickets going on sale. So, you know. With uh, Dementia, is this is this a dance? I mean, I when I was reading it the first time, I couldn't. Is it is this funny or is this is this you know because it's his the split between his personality, well, mm-hmm. whether he's imagining. I can't well. say too much about the movie actually because um, I don't want to sort of tip you off. It. I, I mean, in fact, I was with the guys yesterday, okay, and they said that I pitched it exactly right by calling it "The Fly Meets the Office," okay, um, because it is that. I mean, it's actually quite well done. I mean, it's a very low budget film, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I mean, you know, the special effects are pretty impressive. Yeah, and I mean, I, if I said to you, I don't want, I don't want to talk about the film because it really does work on surprise. It's just very well cast. Everyone's really great. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's got a you know sound. Everyone's great. Like, and so the moment we saw it, I thought it was terrific. An outpost, the third issue of Outpost. Yes. Is... Well, that's become a bit of a tradition, really. Yeah, yeah, it? yeah. You know, oh God, there's another Outpost movie. Yeah, okay, don't even ask. We'll put yeah. it on. You know, it's got an audience. It's like yeah. the wrong term movies. Yeah. You know, we don't have to be talked into these because we know, no matter what we think of the films, yeah. there's going to be a hardcore audience who's going to turn up in, in, in costume. To watch the movie, so I, mean, I do love that. I mean, my favourite, you know, that's got my favourite title apart from Paranormal Dials, Clop Hill, and <laughs> Outpost, Spetsnaz. You think, what? Spetsnaz, I can't even say it properly. But you know, what are people going to think when they see those two names? But no, yeah, I mean, we have to put the Are they still shooting that up in Scotland as well? Still, you know, using yeah, yeah. That, that 
place to make it look like Eastern Europe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every time we go to Glasgow, we see the producer of these movies. He always turns up. See, I can get my dad to watch these films because they're war. Because there's war. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, I've had them on War of the Dead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Movies. I understand the conceit. <laughs> Don't, don't, I, I know where you're coming from with that one. It's Absolutely. quite surreal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> stick, stick a Nazi uniform and make him the undead. It's true. Well, they always used to say that. They was, when we were doing our DVD label, they said, stick a helicopter and a Nazi on the, on the DVD cover and you'll always sell it. It as does, you know. So it's always true. Now, the parent, you mentioned the paranormal diaries. That's the guys that give us zombie diaries. Zombie diaries, right. So is that... Is, it, is this, is this, is this going to be another found footage? It is a found footage. Okay. It's just basically something that happened in the um, 50 years ago, 60s. Yeah, 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 60s. And then it's, um, oh, let's go and investigate. And it's them again. So, you know, um, it's what it is. I'm not a big found footage fan. We, the best one we have is the conspiracy that's on in the big screen. Okay. I but, I mean, it's good. So I'm just looking, looking it down at what are the ones that are going to be on the big screen. So we've got Hammer of the Gods on the big screen. Yeah, it's what it is. If you like Game of Thrones, that sort of movie, you'll, those sort of series, you'll love it. It's yeah. an ambitious. That's an ambitious thing. Yeah, I think I met the guys in Canada. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm thrilled because Glynis Barber's in it. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. She's she have to wait right to the very end to see her, but um, you she's know, on she's, Twitter, she's on Twitter now. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's quite funny. Pushing Weird. Up, kind of health drinks and yogurts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and what what of, what of the other titles is uh, is particularly. What am I looking at? Um, just thinking of the other... We've got, we've got um, On Tender Hooks stalls. Well, On Tender Hooks is the one I think that most people can't watch because it's actually quite gruelling. I mean, okay. that's, that's the... Um, you know, think of a man called Horse and Gallible Ferox and they, you know, they, do, they do it for real. They put the hooks through their bodies, under their ribs, and, they, and, and that's not so bad. It's when they're actually bungee jumping... <laughs> With, oh. It's actually illegal to do it in this country, um, but that's why the film is mainly shot in Croatia and other places like that, Hungary, because they, they can oh, get okay, away with okay. it. In fact, yes. when, when Kate said to us, the director who's actually in it, said, well, would you, would you like a, a demonstration in the cinema? A, I said, well, B, health and safety, and no, because it's illegal. I thought you were going to say, you could, do you want to go? Uh, no. <laughs> You know, I mean, everyone was going, oh, my God, it's so horrifying to look at. To be honest with you, it's just a nail going through a... You know, they, they have to hook it under the rib and they pull you up. It's quite extraordinary. And there's a guy who has it done with his kneecaps, so he's, like, sitting under a tree. I mean, it's an interesting film. I thought it was going to be completely revolting, mm. but it wasn't. I thought it was No, good. I've seen something similar where... Yeah, you can get it on YouTube. Where right? a guy is... He's, he's, I'm yeah, putting yeah. arms at you on a podcast. This yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> used to be, does it? <laughs> but he was, like, crucifix, so he had... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had, the um, what do you call them stainless steel hooks yeah, yeah, that's all exactly the way what, through and yeah, it's suspended over that's, that's what it yeah, is no, it's, it's interesting I mean, that pleasure pain thing I'm not sure I'm no, no, no. I don't care where do you stand I mean, this yeah. Is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's alright it's a good film I enjoyed it and um, Borderlands which I know is it's, it's uh, yeah uh, again more found footage it's better done than most mainly because you believe the two characters are in it you know the camera crew they do have. They've got a really nice rapport between them. Yeah. Uh, and it's actually quite well done. And you know, it's Jen Handoff who you know we love. Yeah. Producer of the Devil's Business. She's been around. You know, Sean Hogan. I know had something to do with it. He did. So yeah. it's uh, you, know, it, you know again. You know, they're fright fest friends. The film's good. Let's put it on. Again, again. Yeah, I'm hoping to preview. Get a preview. Yeah, chat yeah. with Jen on that. Uh, yeah. 
Um, and then finally, we've got in fit. Now, just we've got in fear, but that, that's as a special preview. Just to, we've got premieres and previews. Does yeah. that mean what? Well, what does it mean? Well, it's, but you know, in fear. I mean, it was, it was premiered in Sundance. Oh, okay. And they showed it at Sundance England. And even though it's a film for a film. I mean, we can't call it anything. It's got to be a preview. I mean, the world premiere of Dead 2, for example, is the world premiere. Yeah, yeah. A UK premiere means it hasn't been shown anywhere else. We've, um, we've got the world premiere of I Spit on Your Grave 2 because they gave it to us first because they did so well with the very first one. Okay. So, but in that case, the reason why In Fear is only a preview is because it's been on in London already. Oh, okay. okay. So that's it. And you've got Corruption showing in that. Yeah, it's so. one of my favourites, actually. Um, I love that movie. And, uh, it's not one I've seen, so... It's... Ah, I, I saw it back in the day when it came, first came out. OK. Uh, when, you know, when it really was advertised with, you know, don't bring a woman to see this film alone. And um, it's one of my favourites. In fact, in my Rough Guide to Horror Movies book, I pick it out as one of Peter Cushing's best performances. Um, and when, when they told me they had a... At um, Park Circus, they had a new restoration print on it under uh, the foreign title Carnage with all the extra tits and ass that we didn't get in the British version. I thought, let's show it because I think it's a great film. Is there, is there, I mean, you've got, you've also got, I mean, just straying from the Brits, you've also got um, Fall of House of Usher and well, Arrow. Arrow have done a restoration on Fall of House of Usher. And those films, I mean, the Ed Brown and Poe Coleman films are great, and I mm. think they're always good. Nosferatu, again, they've done a restoration on that. It's a classic. There will be people who will want to see it on the big screen. No, never don't, no, no, never have. So, no. there you go. So, I mean, what is this technology wanting to, like, archive films before they get, you know, when they're doing these restoration prints mm. of films? Is this a... Is this a want to archive films for, the, for, for a longer and longer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or is this just about being able to show it in modern cinema? Well, I think it's about selling the DVD or whatever platform <laughs> they're going to sell it on. But if it's helping preserve them, I'm all well and good. Mm. I'm happy to, you know, we're happy to do that. You know, last year we had the Hammer ones. Yeah. This year, to be, um, to be frank, we were going to be premiering the Brian De Palma movie, Passion. But there was a reason why they had to bring it forward and we had a whole retrospective of Brian De Palma movies as well so when that all fell apart we had to think of another thing quite quickly and this one just fell into place because we just thought ah this is going to be quite good the Peter Cushing one came along Usher came along Nosferatu Wake and Fright is one of Ian's favourites films I mean if you've never seen that it's an amazing film very very strong considering and the director Ted Kotcher of course went on to do all the Law and Orders produced all Law and, the Law and Order series so um, yeah and that's a good one so it's a nice little eclectic bunch yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, well look I think I think I've covered everything I want to cover on the on the festival itself and then just as a as a bit of fun because I do this with with the writers and directors interviews so I just thought I'd use it as a, as a horror fan if there was a if there's a film that's not I mean horror is quite particular because a lot of films have been rebooted if there was a film that could be rebooted that you could sort of pick out of the history of horror and go right I'll have that and somebody reboot that for it and would, who would you pair up with it and, and maybe who would you pair I'm up with it I'm not a fan of remakes let's, let's be honest the the, the, the remake waiting in the wing that's going to be a dis- complete disaster as Carrie. Um, Let it ever come out? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> October, you know, but I mean, I don't want to see these. I mean, you, I mean for me, original, but I don't know, you know, sometimes, I mean, Evil Dead really didn't need to be remade, but it was okay. Mm. Um, I don't know, it's a difficult one, that. Okay, well, another question then, just, just a bit of fun, is. Um, 
what's a kind of, for Brit- in British horror terms, what's an often overlooked British horror film that you hold dear? The Shattered Room, 1967, David Green. Really? Yeah. I've seen that one. Oliver Reed, Carol okay. Lely. Originally going to be directed by Ken Russell. It was going to be his very first film before he did uh, Music Lovers. And that's why Oliver Reed's in it. Okay. And it's based on the H.P. Lovecraft story. It it was very, very shocking for its day. Yeah. Um, it still is, actually. I was looking at it the other day. David Green, who took over, is like a TV director. Yeah. Nothing special. But he did a good job with it. And it's more famous now because, you know, like Oliver Reed and Carol Lindley had a massive affair that lasted throughout the whole of his life. Um, so... Um, that's a really good movie. Okay. I really like that. You know, it's, like, it, it's it's nothing. It's nothing that you haven't heard. You know, all old dark house. There's yeah. something living in the attic. Oh my god, what yeah, is yeah. it? But it's really. Uh, I love that film. Well, no, when, when I previously interviewed, not, not about British films, I previously interviewed Sean Hogan, and he recommended Let's Go Jessica to Death, which is a film I'd never seen. Mm, I'm not a fan of You're not a fan of it? No, and that's not British, is it? No, 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 it was, it was, uh, a, it was, a pre, it was in a pre, another film. Oh, right, another, right, right, right. But it was, um, yeah. No, I, that, but I mean, and I've, I've, I've had long conversations with Hammer movies about this, but the one that I wish they would do again is uh, The Devil Rides Out. That's the one I want to see Hammer remake from their back catalogue. Halfway right through, I'm reading the book at the moment. Yeah, it's a brilliant book, and the film, okay, didn't have the special effects. Yeah. There we are, that's the one. That's the one I would take. Reboot's not the same idea, though, is it? No, space no. Book. But I mean, that's the one I would love to see done really, really well. Yeah. You know, I mean, because I think it's one of Christopher Lee's best performances ever, mm. and I just think it just really works. And it's Terence Fisher. I mean, he's like, he's, he was when he was good, he was really good. When okay. he was bad, he was terrible. Yeah. But I mean, with Devil Rides Out, he was particularly good as a director on that one. And of course, he didn't make any money because no one went to see it. So um, it's one of those sort of like a bit sort of like you know difficult films because you know because he didn't make money, mm. they're not thinking about doing it again. But they should. I've told them. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. 
From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Discover.